0: Welcome to Fit Chicks Chat brought to you by Fit Chicks Academy, where we are dedicated to teaching you all about fitness, nutrition, and wellness, as well as how to build an incredibly successful business using our proven techniques and systems designed to get you certified, confident, successful, and get you results for yourself, your business, as well as your clients. Now, if you've ever wondered, how can I be successful as a coach? Where do I find my first client? How do I even build a business? Where do I begin? I want you to make sure to listen to the end of each episode so that you can hear inspiring stories from our graduates of the FitChicks Academy and hear how they signed their first clients, how they built their business of their dreams and paid back their tuition just weeks after graduating and how all of this is possible for you too.
1: Hello, everybody. and Welcome to today's episode of FitChicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And on today's episode... I got something really exciting to tell you guys about. So before we dive into the topic of today, I want to make sure that, you know, because this ties into our topic today, um... I want to make sure you guys know that we are holding a really awesome workshop coming up on August 25th. It is a two hour live intensive workshop. So it's taught completely live by myself. And, um, as well as we're going to have some of our other team members of Academy on as well, but it's a two hour workshop all about how to stop overeating. Now, if you've followed us for a while or any of our certification programs, you know that we offer certification programs, um, to become either fitness and nutrition coaches or holistic nutrition, weight loss coaches. Now, they're amazing certification programs. And if you're looking to become a coach in either of these areas and start an amazing business from the day you graduate, then these are the the certifications for you. However, we also get a ton of feedback from women who are like, I'm not at a place yet where I'm ready to jump into a certification, or I just want to really learn more. I don't want to get certified. And of course, we have our podcast, which has almost 400 episodes. Um, which is all free content with either interviews with myself and Amanda, where we're talking about different topics or we're interviewing experts. We really pride ourselves on making sure we're bringing you guys a ton of free, amazing content to help you transform your fitness, nutrition, your wellness, or your business. If you're a coach or wanting to be a coach, but we also want to fill that gap where we can dive deeper in a short amount of time. Cause of course we can't do a podcast. Well, we could do a podcast for two hours, but that would be a really long podcast. So we're hosting this live workshop. It's happening August 25th at 7 PM Eastern standard time called how to stop overeating. We're going to be diving really deep into how to not only get the body in balance during this time but we're also going to be really talking about the relationship how to recalibrate your relationship with food how to recalibrate your relationship with your body and how to actually get to your ideal weight and maintain it without ever going on a diet because when it comes to overeating we really have to address what that root causes of why we don't have the result that we want in our life So this workshop is going to be a combination of not just learning more about nutrition, but also really diving deep into the emotional side with life coaching to understand how to recalibrate that piece of the puzzle. Physical is 50% of it you know, everyone wants to know what types of food should I eat? When should I eat? What should I eat? All of the questions that are just about the physical body, but they don't ever take the time to address what happens to you emotionally. As you start to trans change those foods in your life, as you start to re, um, uh, shift your diet to one that is more in line with getting a body in balance. So we address both sides, we're going to address both sides of that in this workshop. So if you go to fitchicksacademy.com forward slash stop overeating, you can learn more about the workshop, what we're going to be covering. This is not your usual workshop about healthy eating or how to lose weight or what foods to eat or avoid. This is going to be really a deep dive into the real reason why you or your clients are struggling with food and learn how to reach your goals with the exact tools you need to stop overeating for good. So check it out. Fitchers forward slash stop overeating. This is both an amazing workshop. If you want to just learn for yourself or you have clients who struggle with their relationship with food, you really want to be checking this out as well. We're going to be, um, getting really, really deep into not only the topic, of overeating, but actionable habits that you can start putting into place. I'm also going to be teaching you guys, um, my seven day implementation process. So you can start reprogramming your mindset around food, as well as reprogramming your body to be one that does not crave overeating. It doesn't crave constantly, um, to process foods. It's going to be one that's going to make it so much easier to transform your nutrition into getting to your goals. Because I see this a lot. And I used to see this in my own life, but I see this a lot with clients is that, and I always find this very fascinating how we set a goal and we say, we want something and I can give you the plan to get there. And then we don't follow it. And it was the same with me in my own life. And maybe if you're listening unless you've ever been on a diet, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, here are all the steps that I have to do and I'm not doing it. So why am I not doing it? Well, if your body is not physically in balance, you're going to be dealing with so many cravings, that's going to basically become impossible. And then if you aren't dealing with the emotions that come up as you start to recalibrate the physical body, then you are really going to struggle and you're going to go back to old habits really quickly. So this is something I've never taught before in a way that I've never taught it. And I actually just got an email the other day from one of the attendees. And she was saying how I ran a, well, we ran this first in June as a beta workshop. And as she, um, she was at one of the attendees, she wrote to me saying that since the workshop, she's lost 14 pounds implementing what we learned during those two hours. She said it was the best money she had ever spent on anything to do with her nutrition more than any weight loss program, more than any cookbooks, more than any um, coaching, literally just attending this two-hour workshop. So I highly, highly recommend it. It will be one of the best investments of your time um, to be coming to that workshop. So check it out, fitxacademy.com forward slash overeating or sorry, stop overeating, not overeating. (laughs) But what I wanted to talk to you guys about today on the podcast ties into this concept of, of course, overeating. And it is about the relationship that we have with food. Now I've always found this topic really fascinating because in my own life, I have always had a terrible relationship with food which I know many of you can relate to. So even going back to being 13 years old, I remember I went on my very first diet when I was 13 years old and my parents had just gotten divorced. And my mom had taken us to England for the summer. Cause that's where my family, um, where we were born and we were going to visit extended family. And I remember my mom was on a diet And now looking back, I know she was under a lot of stress and things like that, but it was something she could control. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to go on a diet too. And I'm not blaming my mom. I'm not saying if she wouldn't have gone on this diet, I wouldn't have had issues with food. That's not the case at all. I 99.9% still would have, but that was my first entry. My first memory that I have of really starting to look at food, not as just something that I eat to either fuel my body or for pleasure, you know, cause it tastes good, but I started to look at food as something that I could control or manipulate to change my body. So the more I controlled my food, the more weight I would gain or the more w- weight I would lose. Right. It took food from being this, again, this thing that fuels our body or this thing that I eat. Cause it tastes good to now becoming having a whole different type of relationship. And then that moved into, you know, at 13, then moving into high school, especially as puberty was happening and around 17 years old was when my eating disorder first came up. So if you've listened to the podcast for a while, or you've heard my story, um, I previously was 50 pounds overweight. I battled with bulimia for over 17 years and I had a terrible, terrible, terrible relationship with food. Um, especially after that point. So at 17 was when, you know, I first got introduced to the idea that I actually could eat and then I could, you know, I could eat as much as I want and wait a second, if I just, you know, throw it up, then it doesn't really count. And that's not the way it works. Um food, of course, is digested as soon as it hits our mouth. So even in binge eating, which is why we see a lot of women who struggle with eating disorders like binge eating disorders or bulimia, um, they are typically not super thin. They're usually of a normal weight or overweight because of course they're binging so many calories and during, um, but the food is starting to get digested right away. So they're already adding like those calories are not essentially being purged when you are either vomiting or using laxatives, over-exercising, all the things that are involved in binging and purging. So, um, but at that time I thought that that was another key, but again, I had this relationship with food that food was now good or bad. Starting from the age of 13. So there were certain foods that I would eat that I would think, okay, that is a good, my relationship with that food was good. So I was like, okay, if I eat salad, I don't have to go and um, purge. And I'm probably not going to binge on salad. But then I would label other foods as bad. So for example, let's say if I eat ice cream, I would think, oh my God, that's so bad, which would then trigger this cycle of binging. And then I would feel guilty. Then I would purge. So it was like now food had gone from just being something that wait a second I can manipulate it to an even deeper deeper relationship of there was good food and there was bad food and depending on which food I ate would completely shift my actions that day, my feelings that day and my thoughts that day. So Moving into my twenties, that was when, you know, my eating disorder continued on and became a lot more, of course, too, of a buffering and a coping mechanism as I was dealing with more and more stress in my life and starting to in the corporate world. And my body was really showing it emotionally. I was a wreck all over the place. But what I found really fascinating was I never at that point really looked at it as I was in relationship with food. So if you're, if you hear that, and you're thinking, what the heck does that even mean? I want you to think about it from the perspective of your relationships in your life with people. Okay. So you have your relationships, let's say with your kids or with your pets or with your parents or with your clients or with your friends, right? We think of those as relationships because they're human beings, but you can have a relationship with anything. And when I realized that, that was when I was like, wait a second. I've got to start to look at this like a relationship with a person. So my relationship with food was one that was very, very, very toxic. And as I started to uncover how toxic it was, was when I really started to realize the, uh, how much of a hold that food really had over my life. And as I started to make changes to not only my the way that I was eating to fuel my physical body I start that started to bring up a lot of an emotional issues as well, that I realized that I was abusing my relationship with food to then try to manage that side of my life. So as I was dealing with not just the nutrition, I also had to deal with the emotions, which is why in this workshop on August 25th, we're talking about both sides of this. It's not going to be a workshop about eating disorders and things like that, but we're looking at both of these pieces of the puzzle because you can't look at one without the other. And just like if you were in a toxic relationship with a partner or your kids or anyone in your life, wouldn't that be something that you want to fix? Like if you're in a place right now, and you're listening to me say this, you're like, wait a second, that's me. Like I look at food, not just as fuel or not just as something that tastes good. I look at it as something that makes me feel certain feelings. So let's say if you look at like a burger, it makes you, or you ate a burger, it makes you feel guilt. There is something in that relationship that you have with food That is causing you to think thoughts that are causing you to feel guilt, which are then causing you to act in a certain way, which could be eating more of it. It could be beating yourself up. It could be abstaining from eating altogether. It could be all of these things that happen. So if we want to get to a place where we're in a more positive relationship with food, how do we do that? And that's where, you know, we're talking a bit about that today, but we're going to dive deep into that, into the, how to stop overeating workshop that's happening on August 25th. So, um, I really, again, I I'm so excited about this. I'm really passionate about this work because I think that it is life-changing, It's health changing, but it opens up so many other areas of your life where you can live bigger when you take away all of the energy that you put towards thinking about food and your body and diet and all of these things. So it's not just about your health, it's about what opens up for you as well. That was a little side rant. (laughs) But when we're looking at that relationship with food, so just using myself as the example, that toxic relationship with food that I had was just, it was something that when I really started to see what was happening and not just, I always thought that it was me. I had no willpower. I had no control. And I didn't realize not only was I dealing with some food addiction, but I also was dealing with an emotional, it was like a bad boyfriend, right? Like I couldn't quit it. It was like, I kept going back to it, kept going back to it. So, looking at it as as a as a person as a almost like as a partner i started to how do i start to recalibrate that relationship so what i want you to do right now if you were someone who is at a place where you're thinking this sounds familiar this sounds like me or i've never thought about food in this way i want you to start i want you to take out a piece of paper and i want you to write out 3 I want you well, to make three different columns and within each of the columns, I want you to write down where you are right now. Actually, sorry. column number one. What is the relationship that you want to have with food and just write it out? Like, do you want to feel like you eat what you, you can eat whatever you want and not think about it. Do you want to naturally crave healthier foods? Do you want to feel like food is your friend that you trust yourself around food? Do you want to feel like you can go to any event? And it's like, it's a non-issue. That was a huge one for me. I used to go to any family events uh, any social events and i would have such bad anxiety before cuz i didn't cook the food i didn't know what was in it i didn't know what they were serving i didn't trust myself that i wouldn't go and you know bingeed on all the chips and all the things so i would w- really want to just stay home and that's not a life right you're missing out on all of these wonderful things in life because food has my relationship with food was so bad i didn't trust myself around it it was like again like You know, going on a date with that bad boyfriend that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to totally give in. That's how I felt. So I would rather just stay home where I could feel control. So write down, what do you want that relationship to look like? Then in column number two, I want you to write down, what is your relationship right now with food? So where are you at right now? And that could be, you know, even if you like to use, I like to use a scale of one to 10 at times. So zero being or one being like, it's terrible. And 10 being, it is absolutely amazing. I have no issues with food. I'm at my goals. I completely, you know, I love food. I love eating food. I love talking about food. I love being around food, all of the things. Or it could be that you're at a place where like you, it doesn't mean that you have to be where I was, but you could be at a place where you're like, I love food, but I'm not at my goals. And I don't know why I can't reach them. I don't know why I can't, you know, I say, I want to follow a program and then I don't do it. So that would be closer to a one. So write down where your relationship is. Now I want you to look at those two columns, where you want to be, where your relationship is right now. And then in the last column, I want you to write out what you think you need to do to get to where, to the relationship that you want to have. And what's interesting is all of those thoughts that you are having of what you, what you think needs to happen. So let me give you an example. It's kind of hard when I can't draw this out for you guys, cause you're listening, but all of let's say, you know, this is where you want to be is you want to be able to go to a party and enjoy food and not feel guilty. Okay. That's your goal where you are right now is you go to parties, you beat yourself up when you're there. You hate being around food. That's bad. Cause you feel like you have no control and you're going to, and you end up eating all of it. Okay. Now, what, when I ask you, what do you have to do to get to the place where you are not feeling guilty and eating all the food, whatever comes up for you, those are the things that you have to start to work through. So for me, if I'm thinking, what do I have to do? Well, first of all, my thought is it's impossible. So right there, that's something that I have to work on. But let's say I have to start to, you know, educate myself more around food. I have to start to, um, maybe I have to ask what's being served in advance. Maybe I have to, um, make sure I'm full, whatever it is that you think, those are the things that are going to start to come up for you, but they're going to reveal deeper issues that you have or deeper areas that you have to work on. And what we'll end up having is going to become really apparent what those things are. So for example, the example I was using with the party, like for me, it was like I where I wanna be is I wanna be able to go out and enjoy social events and not feel as if food has any power over me or if I eat something feeling guilty. And where I was at was that I was feeling tons of stress, tons of anxieties, tons of shame. I would overeat and then I'd go home and I'd hate myself afterwards, right? So as I started to look at what would I need to do to become someone who doesn't feel that anxiety anymore, what would I need to do to start to enjoy being around food and have a better relationship? At first, I couldn't wrap my head around it because I was like, well, I don't know. And then I, I just asked myself, well, if you did know, what would you answer? And as I started to answer and think of my, think about somebody, even in your mind, you don't have to think about you, but think about somebody who attends a party. What would they need to believe? What would they need to be thinking? What would they need to be doing that would have a more positive relationship with food? So for me I was like well I like I wouldn't even just I wouldn't even notice the food I'd be thinking about the people So that was one of the first things I started to work on instead of going like, I would be so consumed with what food would be being served at the party. Instead of going to the party and thinking about food, what I would do is I I consciously try to say, wait, I'm going to go and think about who's attending the party. I'm going to think about who I'm going to talk to and how excited I am. I haven't seen them in a long time. I'm going to think about, you know, all the stories and all the great things I had to talk to them about. So right away that would that helped me shift my thought patterns from around food to around the people. Because somebody who's going to a party is not just there for the food, right? So I started to try to train my brain to think like someone who didn't have this issue. And then I would ask myself again, what would somebody okay, so somebody who's at a party and if they were eating all the food, you know, what would they be eating that wouldn't cause them to feel anxiety. And I was like, okay, well, they would probably, you know, focus on eating mostly real whole foods and balancing out with a protein, a fiber, and a fat. Now that of course is something that we talk about a lot in Fidgets Academy. If you don't know nutrition yet, don't worry. But let's say you're going to try to eat you know, more of the real whole food versus the processed foods. So then I would go to the party and start to, that's the stuff that you have to start to act like. So I would start to go there and be like, you know what, I'm someone who doesn't have an issue with food, but I want to eat healthier because it's a choice I have. And I'm going to start picking the healthier things. So it's a really great exercise as you've got those two columns and then writing all the thoughts that come up, or you could write it in a way, like I was explaining it, what do you, what would you need to do to act like the person who is where you want to be? And what's interesting then is you, it takes back your power. You start to feel as if the food doesn't have the power. You start to feel as if you wait a second, like there's so much more to what I'm doing versus what I'm eating. So, and maybe the example is not that you want to be someone who goes to an event. Maybe the example is that, you know, you want to write out like a program you're going to follow for a week and you actually do it. Like that's who you want to be is someone who commits to something for yourself. And where you are now is you can't commit to something for five minutes. Well, that's okay. But what does someone do or think or feel or act like who does commit to it for seven days? Well, they're probably prepared. They're probably. You know, excited. They're probably um eating foods that they enjoy, not foods that they don't like. I see this a lot with people who are trying to shift their healthy eating. They end up eating a ton of like terrible foods that they don't even like. It's like, why am I even eating this? This tastes like sawdust. You don't have to do that to eat healthy. But maybe there's someone who doesn't make excuses or they batch cook or whatever, just think about what that person would do. And that's how you have to start acting now. And even with that, as you start to do this small exercise, I'm even just teaching you right now, you're going to uncover so much about who you want to be, where you currently are, and don't beat yourself up where you are, but also Tapping into the wisdom that you have in yourself without feeling like you're giving your power away constantly. And I say this a lot to my clients and my students is that even though we train coaches and of course we want people to hire coaches, it's how we stay in business. Also the goal for our clients. And I say this to all of my students as they're, as they're becoming coaches, the goal is that one day your clients are going to go off like their little birds and fly on their own. They're going to be able to implement all this stuff without your help, right? One day they're not going to need you anymore. And that means you did your job so well, because they're going to be so confident in their own skill set to do it on their own. And in the meantime, of course, you can hire a coach to help navigate and support you through that. But this is where it's all about taking your power back. You have more inside of you than you know, and you can navigate yourself through these things. Even this one exercise, I guarantee will be really powerful. So that is our podcast for today um, sharing a little bit more, uh, a little bit about the relationship with food. I want you guys to really just take a moment after this podcast and examine it and ask yourself. Um, some of us don't even know that we don't have a good relationship with food. We think that what we have is, is it's not even about a relationship. And even just bringing that into your awareness is a very huge transition. And then of course, if you do have a struggle with food. If you do feel like you constantly think about it and you want more help to recalibrate that relationship, definitely come check out our workshop, how to stop overeating, go to fit forward slash stop overeating. And you can learn more about that live uh, workshop. I'm going to be teaching August 25th. I cannot wait to see you guys there. And we're going to be diving even deeper into all of this from not only rebalancing your physical body, but more about the emotional side I know for me, that was the biggest thing as I, I, as I look back on my life, it's crazy because I always think I can't believe that person I used to be. Like when I look at the columns that I had now, and I look at, you know, if I was to write my relationship now, where as to where I want to be, they match up. Like I am that person now. I can be around food easily. I can, you know, I I know how to feel my body. I know how to manage my emotions, all that stuff. Whereas if you would ask me that even 10 years ago, I would have told you, these are all the things that I wish, and now I'm living it. So it can happen, but we have to learn, right? We have to learn how to actually put these things into practice. And again, whether it be in your own life or whether it be for your clients, but I promise you this two hours will be some of the best you've ever spent. So hopefully I'll see you in the workshop and if not, make sure to check out fitrixacademy.com for more information of all of our certification programs, as well as we have a ton of free resources to help you with your fitness, nutrition, wellness, and business. So make sure to go check that out too. Okay, guys, have a great week and I will talk to you later. Bye.
2: Hello, beautiful Fit Chicks community. My name is Blair, and I'm an educated medical professional turned health coach and fitness instructor with a passion for disease prevention. So my previous working experience as a physician assistant helped me gain a deeper understanding of many common chronic diseases like diabetes, and this inspired me to find ways that I could help women prevent these diseases in the first place. Since leaving my job as a full-time physician assistant, I've poured myself into the health and wellness world by expanding my education with, of course, FitChicks, and by working as a corporate health coach. Now, with a little bit of extra time during this pandemic, I've finally been able to launch my dream business, Her Habits. With Her Habits, I'm able to offer highly personalized online health coaching programs that leverage habit-based coaching to help women ditch the diet and adopt healthy habits that will realistically work in their lives. My coaching is ideal for women who maybe just don't know where to begin, who want to level up, who would benefit from ongoing accountability, support, and guidance, who are maybe a bit concerned about their future health and well-being, so you might be at risk of developing a chronic disease, are ready to ditch the diet and create a healthy lifestyle that will support their long-term health, or who are looking for a highly personalized approach that is flexible and that caters to your unique wants, needs, experiences, and background. Now, not only am I passionate about helping women create the life that they desire, but I am also really excited to build a community where women can connect with like-minded individuals and where we can lift each other up. And that's really where my motto, Women Helping Women, stems from. So since finishing the Fit Chicks program, the one thing that has really blown my mind is just how helpful finding your niche is. And admittedly, this took me a long time to figure out, but once I was able to, it really allowed me to focus and it gave me a better understanding of who my audience and who my future clientele would be. A few other things that are and actually that continue to blow my mind is just how much people want to support you and see you succeed. And I think that this is something that we easily underestimate, especially if you are like me and you're afraid of putting yourself and your brand out there. Now, the last thing I want to mention quickly is that I am still really amazed by the entire Fit Chicks community. So that's all you guys out there. And just by how consistently Laura and Amanda show up for their peeps. And like I said before, at Her Habits, my motto is women helping women. And it's just really nice to see this at play in the real world. So my biggest piece Of advice for anyone out there who's looking at getting started and building their own fitness and nutrition business is to, well, just start. So, after the Fit Chicks Ethany course, it still took me more than a year to finally bite the bullet and launch my health coaching business. And for me, I don't even remember where I saw this, but I read a quote that said, If not now, when? And it really made me think, like, Really though, when? So this notion coupled with the fact that I had much more time during the pandemic culminated in the creation of her habits. And don't get me wrong, guys, since launching my Instagram page and in the very near future, my website, I still feel scared. I'm probably honestly a little too self-critical, but the good news is that by stepping outside of my comfort zone... I felt free and it's really allowed me to fully embrace my dreams. So to wrap it up, I invite all of you to connect and to become a part of the Her Habits community and whether it be to talk about health, fitness, or to discuss the difficulties of traversing a new business venture, I am all ears. I'm here for you guys. So again, this is Blair from Her Habits. You can find us at Her Habits on Instagram or feel free to drop me a line info at her-habits.com. Have a beautiful, happy and healthy day.
0: Now, if you are ready to get certified today and build the fitness and nutrition business of your dreams, we invite you to join our FitChicks Academy upcoming certifications for our fitness and nutrition expert program, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coaching certifications. So we can help you build a successful business using our proven formula that has helped hundreds of our graduates do the same. Learn more at www.fitchicksacademy.com. And we look forward to welcoming you